0: Welcome, my sour creamy children. It's your yogurt craftsman, Wolf the Dog, and I'm here to leave out all the cream until it becomes art. Then I shall venture to the farmer's market to sell my wares by the barrel. I'm about to flood this farmer's market with that thick, nasty artisanal cream. I'm warming up all the sour milk live from 694.2 PTBP, the only yogurt creamery and uh, uh, radio station, I think. Speaking of that good cream, we got a new Howlin' with Wolf. This week's Howlin' with Wolf comes from Van Gogh's Ear in Alberta, Canada, who tweeted about the show and tagged at Pretending Pod which is one of the ways you can be chosen to ride up a howling with wolf for this old wolf to howl. He writes, No ooze is good ooze. All cops are bastards, and all dogs go to heaven. Things fell apart, the center couldn't hold. The Stygian tide is loosed, and everywhere. The ceremony of innocence is overcome, and what eldritch beast? It's our come round at last. Slouches toward contention to be born? Shout out to Irish Chris and Elena the Good Witch of the Midwest. Season one has been squamously good. We can't wait for season two. Thanks for all the creepin' terror, PTB crew. Damn Van Gogh's ear. I didn't know ears knew such fancy words and could compose poems or whatever. That's awesome for you, I bet. One time, I wrote a poem for a past lover. It was mainly just the letter E, but they got what I was putting down. It, uh, it, it was sexy talk is uh, what, what I was putting down. <clears throat> and I just wanna let y'all know, not all dogs get into heaven. Only a very small percentage of them actually do. Weird, right? If you want to write up something like Van Gogh's ear here, then listen to me very carefully. Write a five-star review for this five-star show on Apple Podcasts. Then y'all should go and tag at Pretending Pod on all them damn social media things. Then come on down to the subreddit and Discord too, why don't ya? Two more cool things. First... My producer released a trailer for season one of Pretending to be People. If I had a YouTube, I'd definitely look at it. So what I need y'all to do is to look at it and then share it with all your internet buddies. Next up, the 24th bonus episode over on Patreon is coming out sooner than my cream starts curdling on a hot summer's day. After y'all caught up with the Creature Crew... Join them PTBP friends Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Central Time in the Sin for the conclusion of the mission in Mosia. Apparently, that's a place where uh, spooky things can happen, but y'all gotta check the Patreon to find that out. Are there links for all that slop and more? Why, yes. Where are they? They're in the show notes. Just click on the thingy that uh, shows you them damn show notes. Do it for Wolfie, my babies. I'm making puppy dog eyes at ya. And now, I'm doing this for y'all. It's the gosh dang news. Last time, I gave over the power, relinquished the duty, forwent the honor of presenting the news. But this time, you know what's going on. Planet Juggernaut just crushed all of the gigantic Bigathis' hopes and dreams with the fastball. Took out the horde of incoming goo-drenched snatchy skeletons and turned it into a curveball. Gotcha tongue situation. You're sweet and sourly mistaken if you're looking for dragon in two. This is dragon in three. With what kind of world are you living in? Thank you.
1: Is that, is that the energy we want to start with?
2: <laughs> Nick Michaels! Nick Nichols.
1: Yeah, sorry, Justin. Are you not amped
3: up
2: enough? Oh, do we need to amp you up? I need to
1: be amped up.
2: Okay, let's get the Justin, energy going. Justin,
3: he's our man. If, if he can't, can't do it, no, no one can. can. Justin, Justin, he's, he's our man. Our man.
4: he can't do it, no time. one can! It's Nick's
5: time! Oh, everybody! It's Nick goddamn Nichols!
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Round three and we're at the
2: top of this motherfucker. What do you think about that dick
1: nickel? Well, I'm just surprised we're uh, still standing here at our little, uh, I, I guess, are, are we at like a little television desk, or are we just... No,
2: we're standing on either side of Keith Vigna, who's crying deeply into the ground oh, and his oh hands. I've got one microphone in his face, you've got the other microphone in his face, which means that we have four microphones
1: between the two of us. That's quite amazing. <laughs> I love that we found these extra microphones in this extra-dimensional plane. Well,
2: they're everywhere when we're out, and we're going to go right to the business! Oh my god! If you look up at that do you see the big gigantic Umbropithecus right there the big guy who's being swung around Planet Juggernaut's got his tongue swinging around like Luke Skywalker and the Empire Strikes Back <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you see that?
2: <laughs> I do see
0: that
5: <laughs> well that guy is right up there and
2: the gigantic Umbrapithecus reaches down and takes another massive swipe across the land at the liturgy Am I using that right? At the (laughs) lip, yeah. (laughs) And uh, and so another chunk
3: of this this crooning group of chanters, Zach. It would be really asinine to stop you right now just for like a minor like definition quibble. Like
5: insane.
2: (laughs) I liked it. I I liked learning. Love it. I like learning, and this is a illuminated land, a liturgy that I'm learning about. And uh, about half of them straight up get consumed into the forearm of this enormous beast as it swipes across at this group. And I was thinking about it, and I thought, you know, we already rolled for, gosh, so many people. We rolled for the Old West people. We rolled for Jack Perlman.
5: Oh. <sighs>
2: we rolled for drew andrews we rolled for councilwoman carrie pages we rolled for harry clinker everett pace mildred mitchell gary Daly, jimmy sanders professor horace green we rolled for a lot of people as well as a lot of pets and to put you guys through that again i thought might be
6: super duper fun let's go <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, so, uh, basically, what we're, what we're going to do is as this uh, this enormous towering beast that's just oozing, forming, and reforming its tongue, hanging out with Planet Juggernaut at the end of this black ooze that it's held onto, it swings around him. And because Planet Juggernaut has this thing's tongue, we're going to take a negative 20%. This thing will take a negative 20%. So, uh, this time... Uh, We're going to roll for some more NPCs, uh, whether or not they live or whether or not they will be consumed. And they each have a good 30% chance of non-existence, which means a 70% chance of survival, which is big. So I will start. I will go ahead and roll the first one because we have just enough NPCs left for everyone to have their own to roll for. So I'm going to start with uh, Greer Hilfentop her monker now so you see this very tall very buff woman dressed like she's in the Old West still uh, she's got just insanely strong thighs and when you look at the thighs you think to yourself
6: watermelon busting hips <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs>
2: 100%. And shout out to M from Michigan for uh, giving us this NPC. To maybe murder. $10 level on Patreon. You can uh, write up an NPC. That will kill. Yeah. <laughs> so if it is a 30 or under. They die. Yep. 95. Safe. Sweet, sweet safe. life. Safe. Uh, next up is Thomas. Thomas, I need you to roll as we see. The janitor of the First Church of Contention. He has a pencil-thin mustache and a mullet. Casey Kristoff, his beer gut is spilling out of his Van Halen T-shirt, all over his cut-off shorts, his outfit of choice for the past 30 years, and he is missing a hand.
4: Spilling out all over his shorts j- <laughs> is a disgusting and amazing <laughs> uh, description. And uh,
2: <laughs> thankful for that description, I am, and you are, and we are, to B. Weldon from Salt Lake City, who wrote up uh, Casey Kristoff for nice. us. I wear some of his underwear. 200? <laughs> yep. Thomas, 30 or under, and he gone. 42. Oh,
6: that's a liver. <laughs> the
2: magical that's a number. liver. <laughs> that's a liver. Luke, I need you to roll for a man of average height. He has dirty overalls and boots. A trucker cap with long, oily hair flowing out the bottom of it, and a lip packed with chew, the scent of booze on his breath, oil-stained hands, and a ripped flannel. You got your $3 back from Terrence Liquor. Yep. Now let's see.
4: (laughs) I hope he dies.
6: (laughs) Oh! (laughs) He's dead as fuck. (laughs) It's a 29. 29. It's a 29 <laughs> as
2: Terrence Licker looks up and at the very end of his life after literally in my imagination, the ooze must have taken him as he was still just laying in the yard of Randy Yankst. And so he has almost no time to come to his senses here in this dark, luminous, landed plane of existence. He had,
6: he had a bad day.
2: <laughs> <It's-> <laughs> And he can't even remember what his voice sounds like as he dissipates into <laughs> the arm ooze of this gigantic propithecus. Probably uh, uh, kind of ambiguously southern.
6: Yeah, <laughs> if I had to guess. <laughs> That's a good guess, yeah. yeah. Uh,
2: shout out to B. Creever for that lost life. Thank you for making Terrence liquor. What a joy it was to have him in the game. <laughs> and next we have <laughs> Joe. I would like you to roll for an attractive woman from the city and she has a large tortoise shell glasses, a full sleeve tattoo of a robed figure holding a ball of light on her left arm, and she always wears blood red lipstick. That's right, it's Clara Blankenship.
6: We met her in the tunnels and she told us about yeah. a dream she'd had. Yes. Yeah.
2: Yes. And shout out to Annie B.
6: Annie B. Uh, your character lives. It's oh! so a 45. Jeez.
2: Oh my God, that was close. <laughs>
4: Annie, uh, she is okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Justin, this one's
2: a new one. Uh, shout out to Sarah from Philadelphia. Just go ahead and roll over 30 for Archie and Taco. Archie and Taco, two dogs to help fight the black ooze with the Contention Creek Critter Coalition. Archie. Is a white lab mix, and Taco is a Shetland Sheepdog. And then in parentheses, Sarah from Philadelphia has written, "Just please don't kill my pups."
5: Oh, hey, they live. Hey, they
2: live. 56. <laughs>
3: Fifty-six. Wait, could you see that? I did. Yeah, yes. oh, nice. Yeah, that worked. We saw
6: them. We saw them. <laughs> saw them, nice.
2: Uh wow, that was a really uh this thing is clearly off its balance. It does not know
6: Yeah, it just did it, it airballed. Yeah. It was,
2: <laughs> I mean, it was rough. It took out the one we wanted Terrence oh, we did, we
6: did. Yeah, we did miss one. Yeah.
2: Uh, literally, like, the, the people who are chanting, like, have noticed Terrence Licker's, like, lack of involvement in the chant, and they just they kind of, like, sh- they pushed pushed him, him a yeah. little bit more towards the edge of the
3: crowd. <laughs> <laughs> and even that, like, I think, I feel like the Gigantombropithecus is maybe a little bit distracted by the... Tongue Skywalker situation. 100%. So maybe just like it whiffed and just a, unfortunately a huge drop of its ooze just smothered Terrence. Like <laughs> would pacify.
2: Uh, that's perfect. And if it weren't for that planet juggernaut movement
3: with the negative 20%, I think we would have lost a few more. Oh, uh, yeah. All, almost all of them, I think. We we hit a thirty a forty two and a forty six. Okay. Uh now he's just bragging. Now he's just bragging about how fucking cool Planet Juggernaut is.
2: No, I'm just bragging about how lucky our rolls were. <laughs> Immediately Rosemary, M A R Y, removes itself from Rosemary. Can we roll to see if she got hit by the Gigantumbra picture? Pin- oh yeah, sure. I'll just roll. Don't look. <laughs> yeah, she's fine. And Aww. so uh you <laughs> I did roll a 37 though. Rose (laughs) M-A-R-Y pulls its remaining metal tendrils up out of the face and back of the neck of Rosemary. Upon seeing John Ball filling her hole with the world. That's right. (laughs) Upon seeing this competition (laughs) she's going to you know give it a bit more oomph so she removes all of her tendrils from the back of Rosemary. She is now a free ball up in the air and uh, she's Free balling. Thank you. And so she plugs uh, all of her tendrils down into the hole, uh, the portal that she is trying to open, in an attempt to focus more of her energy to combat the situation that John Ball is is making happen. Uh, however, with this, she is leaving herself open and defenseless. So I am not going to roll a dodge roll for her this round, and any combat directed at her will be unopposed as she, uh, is going to attempt to bring some sort of creature from the other side which we can already kind of see through this weird haze, this veil, and just barely we can all make out a dark, dank, cold room. And inside is a familiar skeletal creature with skin so thin her bones protrude into view. Her nail beds are empty, bruises and lesions cover her body. But even through the hideous transformation, you recognize Mildred's granddaughter. And with pure hatred in her eyes, Tildy B. Mitchell shrieks.
6: Uh, cut you off. Uh, We we can hear you. (laughs) I just saw the face. The sort of
2: resonance begins to emanate from the manipulating activator robot Y, and you all hear or feel a soft voice around you. (laughs) Silas Cole, the fool who brought me into his existence and then left me out of all his plans. Even though the pitiful man couldn't figure out how many beans make five, I found him here where I left him, and he finally told me where he kept her, experimented on her, and then abandoned her for well over a century. You, uncaring meat vessels, disgust me.
3: Uh Lady, it sounds like you just have a problem with Silas. That's Keith. Go get him. (laughs) (laughs) And
2: and John Paul says this to to M-A-R-Y, and the camera does a whip pan over to Keith, who is in between two very, very interested announcers who have microphones shoved into his face. But they suddenly uh, are joined by another figure who is a tall, gaunt, translucently skinned figure in a large black suit and black tie. And it just sort of appears in front of this Keith Vigna who is on his knees crying into
3: the luminous land below. These myriad dudes have a lot of personality. I bet they'll like, for a really good interview. <laughs> <laughs> and this thing cr- crouches down
2: and reaches out its two hands, each with a McFlurry.
5: <laughs> yes. <laughs> M&M's
2: in one, Oreo in the other. <laughs>
5: That's beautiful. Oh. Keith,
2: Ashley Beans! <laughs> I believe you requested these.
4: Keith takes both the McFlurries, looks down in them and sees the Oreo one, takes a little bite, and then he looks around for, for Don because he needs to deliver this Eminem McFlurry. Okay.
2: <laughs> when you look around, you find Don as-
6: <laughs> You find him in a little different state than you left him.
2: <laughs> he has been subsumed by uh, one of the Johns. One of these balls has made him into a leg of a sort of uh, three-part operation. Don being one leg, John being another leg, and a ball floating atop in between them. But also, Don seems to, from this perspective, have full control over what
1: he says and does. Am I attached at, like, the scruff of the neck or something? Yeah, essentially. Cool. And I'm, like, dangling around.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Next to your nephew (laughs) and above your nephew's or below your nephew's ball. (laughs) And...
2: Uh, your nephew, but
3: the body of your brother. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah, next to your brother, nephew. Which isn't the first time somebody's had to be called that in the Pettimore family.
1: <laughs> it's an old-fashioned Pettimore get together.
3: So, Keith, you do see now where
2: Don is. That's right. That drawing that you just made there. That's right. And uh,
4: we'll post that we'll on post- the social yeah. media we'll for that. everyone to see.
3: That should be our official like episode post one <laughs> eleven. <laughs>
4: How far away is uh, that from me? The ATST
2: of John Don. Yes,
4: Don John ATST is at uh, a one-round jaunt. Uh, I take them the McFlurries from. You're
2: welcome.
4: I don't know where you came from. It seems like maybe you just kind of blipped into existence here. Can you take me over to them? Oh, okay. <laughs> and I like, for like three or four seconds, just silently look at him, like looking him up and down, and I just like hop on his back like piggyback (laughs) (laughs) you don't blip out of existence you do move there and you move
2: there at an absurd rate that you haven't felt really since this thing clearly moved from on top of one of the mausoleums in the city cemetery to you to put its hand directly around your neck that was the last time that you you know uh, felt this movement but this time you're a part of it and then you're, yeah, you're standing in front of this ATSD that is, uh, already you guys practicing?
4: <laughs> left, right, left, right. <laughs> uh, Keith hops off the creature's back and is like, hey. And he holds up the Eminem McFlurry and looks at Don.
1: What the hell is
4: this? I try to slap it out
2: of his hand. You try to slap the McFlurry out of his hand? Yeah, but this ain't the time for
3: a McFlurry boy. Oh, hold on, Uncle John. Uh, Don. <laughs> Hey, uh, Avigna! If you're just passing out McFlurries and he don't want one, I'll I'll take that McFlurry right now.
4: He switches his hand over like a foot and offers it to you. (laughs) With John hanging
3: there, he doesn't reach out for it. He just like extends his neck a little bit and like starts. Slurping from the McFlurry uh, <laughs> straw,
1: I like to imagine I was slapping, but like my hands are like barely moving, <laughs> like I'm just like dangling back and forth. Like trying <laughs> to... <laughs> you're swinging your torso, and the noodle arms are going with it. I'm like,
6: come on, boy, bring it closer.
1: <laughs> uh,
4: after this happens, I look at the the McFlurry deliverer. I'm like, what about the uh, the other thing I asked for? and it
2: looks up at the rest of Myriad, and about half of these creatures stare directly into the portal that is currently being attempted, and the other half looks directly at the beast, this enormous, lumbering, dripping, forming and reforming gigantum So, the first half is going to attempt to help close the portal. Fail and the second half is going to try to hold the beast to keep it from moving again, and that is a success, so that is going to hinder the gigantic Umbra Pythicus further, and so you see about half of these little myriad fuckers. Do any of these fuckers (laughs)
3: ever come out of the walls? This
2: is an adult podcast. You
3: you said we could say anything we (laughs) want.
2: I did not say that. (laughs) (laughs) I think I explicitly said the opposite. Changing the rules. (laughs) Yeah. So half of these uh, half these things look down and try to like put their hands out toward the portal, but nothing seems to be happening. As the uh, the M A R Y manipulating activator robot Y seems to be doing a hefty, solid job of making this portal appear. And the other half do reach out their hands, and the beast that is uh, off-kilter already, they seem to be helping the momentum of Planet Juggernaut in whatever it's trying to do. So that'll make it easier for Planet Juggernaut in the future. And with that, it is the end of Myriad's turn and the beginning of the turn of the Overseer.
6: The Overseer is still... His focus is on And uh giganta Jackantumbropithecus. <laughs> he he wants to also aid in making this thing topple. His goal. He saw Juggernaut bringing the tongue around the legs. He wants he wants it to fall down.
2: Oh, you you want to know? It would be a cool way to make something fall down. <laughs> sure. Uh, do you have a thing?
6: Well, I was thinking, I could, uh, you know, when um, a guy like kneels down behind a guy and then he's stumbling yes, back the That's what I was going to Tabletop <laughs>
2: couching, yeah, tabletop. Yeah, yes, yeah. which we
6: love tabletop. Tabletop, that's what this is all about. Yeah. It's a tabletop game.
2: You know that big tube of light uh-huh. that it was trapped in earlier? The Overseer could probably move it.
6: Well, it's funny you say that. I wanted to startle it so it would uh, it would try to move out of the way of something.
2: Okay, so you're going to couch the thing?
6: I'm going to couch it. Uh, yeah, no, I think Overseer, uh, we just saw that Clark can do the light thing, so we're going to let Clark startle it, and okay. we're going to have the Overseer bringing that tube down behind it.
2: That's rad. I love it. Okay, so first let's roll for the Overseer to bring the tube. It's a 68. That is a success.
6: You know that how he, he made his, his his face shine bright nice. like that? Uh, he does that right right then, but he takes his hand, and he rubs it down the front of his like that and he's holding a giant ball of light. Oh. And he chucks it right toward the thing and it, it and it it bursts in front of its face in a blinding flash. It's a flashbang of of magic. So
5: cool. Zach and I made the exact same yeah. sound.
6: <laughs> like,
5: oh. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> next
3: season uh anytime somebody does something cool we'll all start sealing is what we'll call there it where we just make our best seal sounds <laughs> <laughs> which for some of them is yeah
6: or <laughs> baby should i compare you to a kiss of a rose on
5: the, the grave
3: oh
6: the more i think of Hey, we can sing together now, guys. I
3: know. We don't have to. We used to do that all the time. Yeah. But then it was like, oh, there's some big old audio latency here. I've been taking lessons. Singing
4: lessons? Yeah. so that Oh, when-
3: you, we should have been taking improv lessons, bud. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> and it's Clark Bishop. Go ahead and roll to complete.
6: The plan. Complete the plan. Boy, if this doesn't work, it'll be interesting. I pass. It's a twenty-four on a sixty-four.
2: The overseer blinds the guy. Yep. And so now you have a split second to put this thing in position.
6: Clark has seen the plan. He knows the plan. It, it was a plan before he even knew it was a plan. And his hand stretches out toward that thing that he had previously fucked up. He he let this thing out of that tube. So he's like, I gotta. This is poetic justice here. Is what's <laughs> happening. <laughs> and he just he He whips his hand it's a it's a it's it's a magical flourish of a hand whip as quick as somebody can turn their wrist, that thing flies from where it was right down behind it. so rad oh. okay
2: <laughs> uh, The gigantic upperpitheus is tilting, and as with all large, large creatures, it's basically in slow motion as it's just <laughs> like,, oh.
6: can we have all the all the people <laughs> in the liturgy? Uh Blow all, all blow at once. <laughs> 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 yes.
3: Ready?
2: Catifa leacher, shakti for leacher. Of all the other seal shakti
6: for leacher. Of the other seal shakti
5: for leacher. Of all the other seal.
2: This gigant umber pithecus. Stories tall, dripping with ooze, made out of this thing that you've been unsure of what it is or why it's taking over your town, the town of contention for this entire time for the past, God, five days. And (laughs) (laughs) It's forming and reforming. You're never quite sure exactly where it is, but in this moment, you do know that it can no longer stand. And it is now falling backwards, having been tabletopped by its former prison. It is now the turn of the Don
3: John ATST. Well, uh, hell, Uncle Don, uh, I gotta say I'm really enjoying this McFlurry. I thought we were maybe more needed in this fight, but it looks like that thing's falling over. Do you want to just you want to just share this McFlurry right here?
5: <laughs>
3: but but as as. <laughs> As Kevin says, that uh, the ball runs off with you towards <laughs> towards the fight. Can I taste the McFlurry also? Yeah, <laughs> You're you're bumping, like, everybody. You're you're just passengers now, and everybody's shaking really hard, and you can see a lot of, what, what we got the Butterfinger? Eminem. Eminem. You can see Eminems and McFlurry kind of chunking out, but your brother, nephew, unsteadily passes it over to you as best as he can. Leaving a trail of, like,
2: colorful, wet Eminems that are melting their colors onto the yes. illuminated land behind you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Cool.
1: Yeah, roll to taste that. <laughs> my uh my taste is one of my lowest skills it's only a 40 so <laughs> what'd you get oh uh i didn't actually roll because i didn't want to to do that but yeah i got a 29 so it's a long bit hey! yeah, I got 29 on taste, so i what does that do zach oh you
3: want me to describe let me get inside your mouth real quick <laughs> that means you get to taste it it's just how do you think that tasted i think
1: uh he likes it. who who don't like a mcflurry <laughs>
3: Don's like lactose intolerant, so he
2: hasn't tasted a McFlurry in oh, decades, but I don't have to experience
1: like, the exactly because I can I can taste through your taste.
3: He's also been trapped in this world for decades, seemingly. So yep. there's probably a lot of things he hasn't gotten to enjoy besides just dairy. Uh huh. <laughs> What's next on the
2: agenda? Cheese. <laughs> you got you got any cheese, boy? <laughs>
5: like,
3: <laughs> everybody's still really shaken as this ball ATSD runs towards the fray. But after Kevin, John, sees that Don succeeded on his role and got a good taste of this McFlurry, he's like, hey,
1: so uh, uh, Uncle Don, you're like magic and shit, right? Oh, boy, I've I've learned a spell or two in my day. Possibly three. You see John, like,
3: strain and close his eyes pretty hard, and it looks like he's thinking. And next to you, from your ball leg, another tendril shoots out, and out of it is you would swear a Harry Potter wand made out of tendrils. <laughs> and it's kind of like it taps you on the shoulder and it wants you to grab it.
1: I I grab it to the best of my ability with my weird limp <laughs> arms
2: and body. Well, the ball is handing you and it's also kind of controlling Yeah, yeah. so you, you try so. to grab it and
3: when, it, when you can't, the tendril that's got your arm kind of lifts your yeah. arm up to it. <laughs>
2: It's
1: like a ventriloquist <laughs> grabbing the dummy's hand yeah. and then like using it. Like, <laughs> My goddamn hand don't work as good as it did before.
2: And now you've uh, now you're grasping this thing's um, phallic
3: appendage. Mm-hmm. Uh... Now you're grasping this thing's wand. <laughs> now see, that's interesting because when I described a Harry Potter wand, that doesn't seem super phallic. But when you said when you're grasping this thing's wand, <laughs> all I could think of was a dick. So okay. <laughs> I was just like, I balked at you calling it phallic at first, but then as soon as you said wand out loud, I was like, yeah, that sounds like a fucking cock.
1: <laughs> so you grab the magic rod. There's a nice neutral word. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want me to do, boy? What are we doing here? What's the plan? We're
3: going to get into it. We're going to mix it up. We're going to add some petty more unpredictability to this fight. But I feel through my ball bones that you might be able to attenuate to that little cock-like object you have in your hand. God, Jesus. <laughs> Ho- hopefully, it will amplify and and target your magic towards our enemies.
1: Well, most of my magic's pretty close-up magic, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of card tricks. It's a lot of card tricks.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as as you pull a fucking quarter from behind. Mostly Kevin's street John's ear. No. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> slot of hand do I, do I feel like I'm more powerful now yeah dude being with the ball well, I guess I, I'm seeing everyone run towards the Gigantungurpithicus. G- p- Nailed it. You got it. And I'm gonna use Devil Hands, but like extend the range out with like the magic wand. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, sick. boy, you're about to see the best Devil Hands you've done ever seen. Who are you Devil handsing? The Gigantungurpithicus. Um, br- I wanted you to say it again. <laughs> <laughs> when you when you
3: say Devil Hands, you're about to see the best Devil Hands you've ever seen, Kevin John, like shrinks away from you because that was another name for Uncle Slaps. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I just reach over and slap you. Fucking dark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh it's hard to be a petty more. And so when you devil hands this thing, I need you to roll an unnatural.
1: Okay. I got a 62 on a 70, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have a natural memorized well dm
2: step dm what are you doing <laughs> uh and so you
6: that's huh. <laughs> that,
3: i mean that is a funny thing to say just maybe not in that context
6: why, why'd you come up with that just then bud yeah <laughs> been thinking of, so.
3: why didn't you save that for the uh, much more sexual
2: moment <laughs> I mean, I was about to describe the magic coming out the tip, so I thought <laughs> oh, it was a God. stepkeeper. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> the magics of Don D. Pettimore and the vector that is Ball come together to form this like unholy trinity of both of them, and it just like fires out. I mean you all see the first like massive amount of color you've seen in this world that isn't just technicolor. What color is devil hands?
1: I pictured like a crimson red. Oh yeah. In my mind, I thought of like holding the wand, like my entire arm starts just like glowing, like orange red and like charging up basically. And then it like extends through the
3: the rod. (laughs) As that's charging and extending, uh, Kevin says, Step on right? <laughs>
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> The Gigantum
2: already falling to the ground is now blasting in the middle of its body, which literally starts to unform at the center, and the bolt of energy, this unnatural energy, just goes rocketing through it. But the thing is at an angle to where it's coming in at the belly button area, and it's blasting out the back of this thing's head, and it's just falling to the ground. And you hear this massive roar.
3: If Don were to look over, he's not, because he's he's concentrated on, on making this spell happen he would notice that his brother-nephew next to him is turning into that technicolor muck one bit at a time. It's flowing from the leg with Kevin Don into your wand, out of the back. Kevin John is being sacrificed for this spell.
2: The crimson red bolt of energy that is connected and blasting through is encircled spiraling technicolor energy surrounds the crimson red firebolt. And when it connects to the Gigantum Bropithecus, already on its way down, the crimson red and technicolor stream begins making its way throughout the entirety of the existence of this enormous unnatural creature. And then the entirety of this forming and reforming structural beast, this huge presence of this world that has been feared by everyone who's been here for as long as they can remember, it just dissipates. And then, like a bomb, the spot erupts, and technicolor shockwaves, with hues of red breaking up every color between them, send everyone huddling to the ground. In order to avoid being thrown off of their feet. The gigantumber Pithecus is no more.
6: Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, dude.
5: <laughs>
2: Whoa. Ooh. John Ball, you're fighting with a hole and a whole lot of Mary. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Okay, so Agents of Myriad have started streaming towards us. They are attempting
2: from where they are to assist you in closing this portal.
3: However, they failed. They their failed. Role. Yeah. So yeah, John Ball sees them try and fail, and a lot of them wind up on their ass with the shockwave. John shoots out impossibly long tendrils on either side that kind of literally just throw every myriad who fell on their ass from the shockwave, he just scoops them into the hole and tosses them on in there.
6: Wait, I was I was writing down. You, did you throw the myriad guys into the hole? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Holy shit. What? We might need those guys, though. <laughs> just the
3: ones that fell down.
6: Just the ones who couldn't hold their weight. All right, go
2: ahead and roll.
3: Unnatural. I, I totally forgot I had a better thing planned for this where John Ball just turns into a bulldozer. Oh. (laughs) Do that. (laughs) 19. Okay. That's a past unnatural roll.
2: Myriad rolled uh, 100 in order to keep themselves from being used in this way. (laughs) (laughs) It's a critical fail? It's a critical fail. The most critical fail? It's the most critical fail. They start running towards it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, (laughs) dude, like a bunch of the other ones see what you're doing and throw themselves onto the pile as well. And these are ones who were trying to help and kept their feet under them. Uh, but they, they throw themselves at the mercy of this John Ball creature who clearly knows what he's doing. And these things <laughs> know that a portal shouldn't be open. And some of them are even even yelling out. You, you see them communicating with each other. And one is like... Um, is that one six two zero two one six
0: yes yes yes
2: the plane the plane it's unstable close the portal oh yeah it works some of them look down though and you see uh let's roll uh oh roll human, but it'll be at a negative 20. everyone go ahead and roll human but at a negative 20.
3: Fail, 47 on a modified 30.
1: I got a 42 on a modified 10. Did you say it a negative 30? Negative 20. Oh, yeah, I still failed.
4: Yeah, I crit passed. Hey, when you holy shit, <laughs> which Keith is
2: this? Oh, that's a good question. Should I roll for both Keiths? No, oh, it's, it's not going to be the away. one that's up on the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's slowly lowering he's the got, ocean he, of darkness.
6: He's got his own thing going on up there. <laughs> yeah, he's he's
2: preoccupied. <laughs> yeah, no, he. It's the one who just dropped off the McFlurries, turns yeah. and sees these myriad creatures, and the ones who
4: are blocking themselves over this portal, and they're looking down and you see on their faces. Can I intently look in their eyes and see what the reflection in their eyes are? The reflection is Tildy B. Mitchell looking up at them. From the portal?
2: Yeah, and they're looking down at her and they're all very aware of how thin all of their skin is and how none of them have nails. And they're having this weird
4: crisis moment I didn't put two and two together until just now.
6: <laughs> <laughs> I still have not.
3: Are they all Tildy Bs?
4: They all have a lot of
2: similar qualities physically.
4: Yeah, Keith did spells on Tildy B in order to try to find... Keith. Li- ...like eternal life, which made her fingernails pop off and her skin very thin and her hair fall out. And Holy shit. One of the Keiths didn't have fingernails either. (laughs) What does this Keith think? (laughs) This Keith didn't get it until just now either.
3: (laughs) What does Myriad think? Yeah. Myriad is confused as fuck. Holy shit. Might have sent the wrong thing into
2: that portal. This
6: is fucking interesting. The
2: Keith that is up in the sky. Wait.
6: Okay. No, I guess we could just go. I, I don't know how to do this. There's no way to do this in character, but what does that make Marvin? Were they part of a transformation they're a lesser of the myriads.
3: You're looking
6: at me and not Zach,
3: <laughs> which is insane right
6: now. <laughs> or a step past myriad. That it's just Zach's dumb little story. Don't worry about
3: it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think about it too much. I'm sure he didn't. <laughs> <laughs>
6: <laughs> <laughs> we're seeing that tilde is like a prototype myriad so i'm just wondering or where, like the origin yeah where on the scale is marvin
3: it's he, it seems like he's more advanced
6: or these things are so advanced that they all are they're enlightened they don't even need human speech and all that
3: that could be it seemed to me these were more like machine people almost though and Marvin had a lot more of his own agency. But maybe they're like a hive mind, and they are more advanced. I don't right.
6: know. They seem hi- hive mindy until we interact with them. Like They, they do that when they're yeah. amongst
3: themselves. And then whoever you're interacting with can like direct the consciousness right. towards you at that moment and send it out to everybody else. But that also seems more robot like machine-linked. For sure. And Marvin was like a crime lord.
6: A lot of their systems are number-based. They, tell, they say things yeah. in numbers
4: when keith looks into the reflection in their eyes and sees tildy and and sees them and starts thinking about it he just walks over to the pile
5: <laughs> yeah <laughs>
4: cool he yeah. Wa- he walks over to the pile and looks at one of them did i
6: did i do that <laughs> <laughs>
4: Oh, man. Is there any recognition in uh, the myriad things' eyes when I am like, when he's looking at me?
2: I already gave you your McFlurries, Keith Ashley Beans. (laughs) (laughs) The Keith that is up in the sky sea surrounded by countless unspeakable worm-like abominations they're rising out of the water they're tube-like covered in squamous black partially translucent membranes their bodies segmented as toxically green pulsating arteries and veins can be seen through their thin looking exterior they have no identifiable eyes or nose Their cavernous, circular mouths, one sitting just inside the other, are lined with hooked teeth. They're spitting out saliva that's somehow darker than black. And from these maws, sharp stylets protrude like something between a tongue and a noodle-like needle. And you look down at the door-sized chunk of frozen worm keeping you afloat. And as your eyes refocus on the darkness of the cold ocean around you, you have a horrible realization. This ocean is made of absolutely zero water. It is not ooze either. This upside down ceiling slowly lowering down toward the battlefield below is made up of myriad small, slithering, squamous nematodes. That's why the waves crash in irregular patterns and why being submerged has a strange sort of pressure, tightness, that doesn't happen
4: in water. And these things begin crawling up your legs. Keith looks around, looks at these little tiny worms crawling up his legs and spots a worm not too far from his frozen door worm he gets out one of the saw blades that he that he'd been shooting and there's like a little hole in the middle of it he takes his pants off and shakes off the worms and feeds one of his uh, legs of his pants through that hole and then he jumps at the nearest worm with the intent of stabbing this saw near the front towards the teeth jumps over and tries to stick it in.
2: Okay, roll melee combat.
4: I got a 4. I got a 42. Uh,
6: do, you, do you pass? I do.
4: Yeah. So what happens? <laughs> Before you can
2: even lunge, as you're tying off your pant leg through this circular saw, these worms are climbing you. As soon as your pants are off, these things are climbing your legs and you realize that when they're climbing, it's not individual ones getting any higher on you. They're just sucking their little circular mouths hooking into your skin, and then the next one is just like somehow like like crawling up on top of that one and it sucks onto you a little bit higher, and then the next one. Just these things just running up your leg and your legs are just completely covered in these tiny little mouths <laughs> that are chunking out bits of your skin and sending you mentally to a completely different place as you take
3: six damage.
4: I don't know what my health is on this, Keith. Is this your
3: main Keith? This was the planet juggernaut no. Keith. So it was full health, right? After
4: No, I think
6: it was low, wasn't it? Didn't we start that fight really low?
2: Hold on, let me try this again. Which does 36 points of damage. <laughs> <to> get- <laughs> oh, I
4: have Oh. I-, I had 37. I had a million, so <laughs>
6: <laughs> It does a deadly amount of damage.
4: <laughs> uh, as I'm as I'm uh, trying to jump off I see what's happening, and I use the circular saw to cut my legs off so that I can get away from the worms and fly towards the other <laughs> worm. <laughs> <My God. laughs>
2: uh, zero sanity, Keith, that makes all the sense in the world,
3: and so this circular saw just... Probably don't even make it to the second leg after you go through that femoral artery. No,
2: we're going to go ahead and... It's a, it's a whole new kind of uh, samurai move that you've invented here. Of taking a circular saw through the thigh, in order to uh, die,
6: ritually commit Sudoku. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God damn it.
4: Or the uh, Cubs announcer. <laughs> God damn it! Wow, my God! Why do we think about Zach, that? Zach, that's a
3: terrible Harry Carey. That was Nick Nichols. I know.
2: <laughs> What's Harry Carey sound like? Like
3: that.
6: He <laughs> gets a little more
3: breathless. It's, yeah, Harry Carey watching the baseball game and call on the play.
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Musical guest. <laughs>
6: <laughs> Harry Carey
2: What is the last thing that goes through Keith's mind before he dies? A bunch of worms. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Planet Juggernaut, how do you land? Okay, so Planet Juggernaut was um, kind of in his big arcing path around the Gigantopithecus yeah. when, when the rest of Team Good Guy, we think, maybe eh, eh. Team Our World, uh, really, really stepped up and knocked that fucker out. So Planet Juggernaut kind of, kind of sees this and starts, starts swinging back around. He adjusts his his path, and he's he's heading towards Mary in the portal.
2: One hundred percent. So uh, go ahead and roll. I think we can make this happen this turn. Oh
3: right. So can he get to her this turn? Uh huh. Okay. So he's gonna try to just take her out. He's land just gonna try her. to like land. Yeah. Okay. Or, or just flatten her. Just like he's heading right towards her. Sixty mm-hmm. nine.
6: It's a sixty nine. Oh, yeah. oh my god. <laughs> it's a straight sixty nine. Ah! <laughs> oh my god. That's, That's fucking incredible. amazing. <laughs>
3: Describe this dinner for two, baby. So Mary has, Mary has dropped rosemary, right? That's right. Okay, yeah. so it's just this—it's a ball focusing all its energy onto this portal. Yeah, it's got all of its
2: tendrils except for two plugged in because those two had been lasered off
3: previously. Mary is so focused on, on forming this portal and bringing Tildy into this world that she does not really notice the shadow that starts looming overhead getting bigger and darker and just as she thinks she's about to like pull it through she's at her moment of, of utmost concentration everything ends for mary everything goes black there's no more consciousness no more pain no more no more struggle the mission is over mary is over the rest of the people in this in this weird world feel everything around them reverberate as planet Juggernaut crashes into the ground, completely eliminating the portal, the Mary, and it kind of pillows into the like soft surface of this space. And you don't you don't hear the sound that you think you should as it's kind of absorbed into the floor of this world a little bit, uh, like you jumped on a soft pillow. And it comes to a rest over the space where Mary used to be.
2: One Keith Vigna, two Clark Bishops, one Planet Juggernaut, one ball named John, and an ATST holding the Dawn exist out of combat. And as Zach, the bald, mustachioed man sitting across from you, continues to describe this group of people on this alternate plane figuring out what they're gonna do next. You notice the walls of this room swiftly change color and placement. Suddenly, one wall is covered in a moving blanket that's been nailed up to keep the daylight out of this baseball-themed room. The adjacent walls have been painted Cardinals Red with the St. Louis skyline and Busch Stadium, and five friends sit around a desk and a table, each with a microphone in front of their mouths. Next to this enthusiastically narrating Zach sits a chortling Justin with thick, curly hair, clear frames on his glasses and a consistent giggle that reflects his compassion and tenderheartedness. The chuckles continue as an in-character joke is nimbly slipped in by this sharp, well-bearded Thomas who finger guns a Luke who is wearing a cute top and sick new shoes and a hat that is both abstract Completely made out of leather. And this comedically verdant Luke looks up into the sky and says, Hell yeah. He says that at the exact moment, a charming, punctual Joe Terry with long, windswept-in-a-nice-way hair brings the group back to the story with a sentence that is somehow both equally in and out of the story, which leads this thankful Zach, distressingly unaware of me or you or any of us, back into this group's current contention story, in which the filter on the colorization changes as we all see the city Everything is drab and gray with a sickly green tint to it. The streets are covered in trash and spilled liquids. There's a scent in the air like someone left out cheese and a colostomy bag on every corner. The faces of the buildings are slathered in billboards, and the faces of the people bumbling about would be bloated and lifeless if there were any people here, but there are not. In a strange opposition to this depressive scenery, there are beautiful flowers in every shade and shape, growing in every otherwise empty alleyway, and out of many cracks in the sidewalks and roads. You all get the sense that this is some sort of nighttime, though the stars are bright enough to light the sky. Perhaps the people who live here are merely asleep or elsewhere. And suddenly, countless different versions of a group of contention police officers fighting off some wild threat begin to appear from portals placed pervasively throughout this city. So, I like to imagine the first group is clearly Clark Bishop, John Lee Pettimore IV, Keith Vigna, and some sort of animal friend, all in astronaut suits, extravehicular mobility units for you trivia people. But along with these four, there's a mind shatteringly immense creature squeezing its way into this existence. And this belief wrecking monstrosity smells like rain and smoke and the dried sweat of a loved one. And it reminds you of a time you felt safe. The next group through one of these mini portals is three myriad agents wearing pinstripe suits and trilby hats blowing on whistles that sound like they say FBI when blown. And they're chasing these four versions, these like mobster versions of John, Keith, Clark, and whatever Justin is playing (laughs) in this what would you look like?
6: Clark's wearing trousers with suspenders and a white shirt and a and a fedora. And uh, the the white shirt doesn't fit quite right, so the top few buttons are unbuttoned. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe one of the uh, one of the suspender straps is is a little bit dangly. It's 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 not quite fitting right, and he's disheveled.
3: John is wearing a uh, a sleek black zoot suit with Rad. a large uh, a large fedora, and he's got he's got a Tommy gun, and he kind of he kind of. Shoves the disheveled Clark on by.
4: Come on,
6: guys. We got to go.
4: Book it, Keith. Keith has a white cotton tank top on with um, some like black dress pants that are, you know, quite quite big. <laughs> you know, like all of ours. It's the style at the time. <laughs> uh, and he's got his tie uh, around his head like a drunk guy at a wedding.
6: <laughs> yes. Oh, yes.
4: yes. I do want to describe all of our ties,
3: which are. Somehow impossibly thick and pointy and short, <laughs> yeah. like those crazy 40s guys. <laughs> yes. Yeah,
2: Justin, what is your character? You're wearing? My character
1: is all of the nickels together wearing the exact same tuxedo, <laughs> <laughs> Nick, Mick, Dick, and Rick. Yeah, all four of them are all together holding hands running, <laughs> like the memes of the biblical angels. <laughs> Yes, there's just so many
3: eyes. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And microphones. (laughs) Yeah, they all have old-timey microphones.
2: You guys want to do one more variation on a theme or no? Sure. (laughs)
5: What is happening?
2: (laughs) We, We are playing a game in a different game where we're playing the game in the city where all these portals are opening up in the empty city. And all of these different versions from different versions of...
3: We're meeting the versions of ourselves that alternate universes, Mm -hmm. versions of ourselves have created. That's exactly right. Into a shared game space. Yeah. Which is the city. Love it.
2: And so the next group that comes in is... um, They're all out of a Willy Wonka style (laughs) situation. Yeah, so they're, being, uh, they're all being chased by this crazy man who is wearing two different top hats. One's purple and one's green, and they're both staying on his head for some reason. <laughs> and he's got just like pirate, he's got pirate vibes. He's got like a pirate shirt on underneath a long tuxedo where the tail, like the tail on the coat is actually like 14 yards long. <laughs> That's right, 42 feet long. <laughs> And, <laughs> uh, and what is Keith Vigna? What is Keith
4: Vigna's Wonka character? His clothes are just made out of banana laffy taffy. <laughs> <laughs> Is he like, eating it he's as he's chew- running? He's, he's he's chewing on the suspenders.
3: <laughs> Keith isn't running. Keith is in the bed that we're pushing. <laughs> and as yeah. soon as the guy catches up, he leaps up and spryly like runs <laughs> out.
2: <laughs> you got a Wonka, Justin? You got a Wonka character?
1: A Wonka character? Yeah. I what about like there's like a a beautiful cotton candy outfit of some kind? Is that some what, kind? Is that what it, is that? The wonka, is that a wonka? <laughs> that's the wonka. Is that
6: a wonka? Clark's wearing a uh, a uh, black turtleneck and he has a monocle. Oh, yeah, he, he was one of the parents uh-huh. of the children. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> he, he got swept away after his child got taken and he's, he's just following these people who seem like they know how to get out of here.
3: <laughs> a small purple John Lee Pettymore holding a Tommy gun turns around and starts <laughs> opening fire on the thing chasing them.
6: We keep doing this, and every time John has a Tommy gun. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: that's actually crazy, because I wrote uh, a thing in here uh, it, that where he doesn't have one. So, Oh, I, wow. Yeah, I, know, I know. It's
3: wild. Did <laughs> you imagine?
2: Uh, my final one is that busting through one of these portals into this weird city scene is Keith Beans in an Olympic style wrestling leotard. Clark Bishop wearing a crown made of flowers with a guitar strap to his back. and you both look like you have what are oversized paper clips aimed directly at a John ball. And at the end of each of these uh, metal tendrils, uh, what do you ha- what do you have?
3: Just a bunch of myriads with Tommy guns.
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and they're just like, Clark, Keith, we only want to help, as they <laughs> blast bullets their way. <laughs> and as these
2: five first-class friends forge further into their fiction, another equally charismatic and likable group, us, I'm talking, uh, us again, we're talking about us, mm-hmm. we, we're back in, in this room talking to each other,
3: and dealing with... Zach, I don't want to freak your dick, but that's where we've been this whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Consider my deke freaked. (laughs) Roll sanity.
2: Suddenly, you're all standing on this luminous land, free from the restraints of combat, looking around at each other, when a sound like a swelling sea surf surrounds you. And smothers your senses as an actual swelling sea surf consisting of cramped small scale xenonematodes begins collapsing
3: down toward you. It has not stopped, it will continue. You are running out of time. Well, thanks for wasting all our time with that
5: <laughs> alternate world <laughs> shit. <laughs>
3: Like a round and a half, we could have been fighting those nematodes. We could have been doing so much. Yeah.
6: <laughs> Shut up, Zach. Come on. All right. Bad girls on top.